You are listening to episode 107 of the GameSpot After Dark podcast. I am your host, Tamar Hussain, joined as always by Jean-Luc Saipke. Howdy do, baby. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> uh, Lucy James. Oh, I, I was going to think of like, what would Michael say at this point? What it then is. I, what it is. And then I panicked. <laughs> and then I panicked. Hi. And of course, the man we are stealing every catchphrase from before he departs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Michael P. The P stands for Pino Hyam. Hi. Yeah, I'm trying to decide who's going to get what. Uh, I guess yeah. I still need to write my will. Um, yeah. uh, I would like to request eat my ass from the front. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah you'll uh, probably get that. You have, you yeah. have a good chance. Like, uh, So I just need to write that. Who gets what? Uh, maybe the Discord can decide who gets what oh, yeah. uh, when yeah. I leave. So, yeah. um, so fuck yeah. y'all. Um, yeah, let's do this. I, I, we, what others do we have to well, give um, out though? Catch up with me on uh, my bullshit. Me on my bullshit. Oh, yeah, who's gonna say that? To, who's gonna Who's gonna get oh, that? We'll have I don't feel like one. I don't have the swag for that. Um, mm, so you know what? I'm gonna. I've got a notepad open. So okay. I think for mm-hmm. for before we get into what we've been playing, let's try and figure out what assets Michael Hyam has before he Ooh, departs Gamespot. So we want to see what assets he's got. Um, so we've so far we've got um, uh, what was what, John Luke's one? What it do, baby? What it do, baby? What it do, baby? Oh, it do, baby? If you yeah, uh, watch a video of Kawhi Leonard saying that. So if you want to perfect my. like the intonation, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh-huh. So we got what it do, baby? Eat my ass from the front. Uh huh. Um, and then Catch uh, me, 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 and all my bullshit. Break. Who's uh, someone has to take my uh, my my cat reactions. Oh, oh, oh. When I see a little baby tiger. Oh my gosh, he's uh, winks. Oh, <laughs> he's a my. little baby tiger. Oh, <laughs> I love winks so it's... much. So this this is ain't on video, so you're not seeing Jean Luc's cat. Breaks is all over. I see the little the the fuzzy tail, the triangle ears, and I hear the little meow meow. Okay, so I've got that written down as oh oh my gosh, it's cat name. I love cat name. <laughs> <laughs> so someone will get that. <laughs> I love cat name. <laughs> All right, what else do you have, Hyam? What else mm. do you do you have? You can't because you can't take any of this as we as we mentioned prior to starting our recording. All of Michael's um, catchphrases, sayings, yeah, um, uh, are property. Are, of red yeah. ventures, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Property so of red ventures. To, so we need to distribute that stuff. Yeah, I think I think everyone going into the corporate world should understand that corporations will own you. Mm-hmm. Um, they will pwn you. Um, yeah, they, so. they will pwn you. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! I tell, uh, you, I tell you the story about when I worked at uh, my prior employer, Sky and News. they were more. Of, no, no, no. Uh, what was it? It was a TV company. Uh, they they were a bit more of a of a ragtag group, let's say that. And um, when they presented me with my contract when I got made full time, I had my dad look at it because obviously, what else? What are dads for than to look over <laughs> scary looking paperwork? Mm-hmm. Um, also, he was a lawyer, and my dad just like sent it back to me and went. Why does this paragraph say that if you leave this company, they will own your dignity and Whoa. like other <laughs> shit? And I like it like, said that verbatim in the contract mm. that they sent What's me. That's supposed to mm. be, and it was like their idea of a joke. 
Ah, uh, but you can't have that in writing. No, you, you say can't it, have that in yeah, a legal you cannot write that down. contract. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we're gonna we're gonna pwn your dignity. <laughs> yeah, it's ours now, so you can never leave. And I was like, oh. <laughs> it's like, all right, you want me to relax on this yeah. shit? So do we, Michael? Uh, do we yeah. do we do? <laughs> but that's not technically yeah, that's yours, not is mine. It? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we borrowed that no. from from uh, from another fine CBS property. I guess we shouldn't be using CBS. Uh, no, we're not a fine say. CBS. Like we don't have to say it's a fine CBS property. We just say it's a CBS uh, property. We just right. it's a Fuck CBS them. property. Uh, number one, sh- number one, uh, network America's most watched network. That's a fucking lie. No, nah, I mean to be fair, now it's we showtime. Now we don't have to, you know. Pretend to like James Corden. Oh, that dude can oh. eat my ass from the front. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. Oh we're, my we're god! All right, let's get into we're it. We're getting in. For, uh, I'm I'm technically using I... the uh, the phrase before. Um, it's actually been bequeathed to me by Will. But bequeathed. Abs- bequeathed. <laughs> As a British person, uh, right? And I feel like Tam, you and I were consuming media, like around the same time, and we just saw mm-hmm. how big James Corden got. Right? Yeah. In, to our in horror. the British zeitgeist, right? And I still don't understand how he made it to America. Like, I d- America I, I is. I, I don't understand how Craig, you got, I can see Craig Ferguson, right? I can see that. Oh, I can see why Americans like Craig Ferguson, but I don't mm. understand how James Corden got his slot after, because people fucking forget Gavin and Stacey. Yes, good show. But then he did, like, what was it? Lesbian vampire killers? And then he was Ugh. mean to Patrick Stewart, and I'm like, he is like, I don't know why, but like British stars that fail um, somehow come to America and then become incredibly successful. And America needs to stop propping up our shit runoffs, <laughs> what, like, basically. <laughs> fucking Piers James runoffs. Corden. Piers. James Corden is like chronically unfunny, like the worst. <laughs> I don't understand how, oh, he, and then he's made God. it into movies. And from everything we've seen online, allegedly, he is like a top ten awful human being. Allegedly, Limmy, uh, Limmy did an amazing. Uh, have you, yeah. have you seen Limmy? Wait, yeah. John Luke and Michael. You know Limmy? Limmy? Well, who, who's that? He's a Scottish no? comedian. Uh-huh. Um, he, Tam, if you want to get the meme, uh, you'll recognize yeah, his face. But he's he's a Scottish comedian, and he um has been Twitch streaming and like. Shout out to Limmy streams, they are amazing. Um, but yeah. people people often clip out stuff he does, and he did this incredible impression of James Corden, which is the fact that whenever he laughs, he always like laughs and turns in a very particular way. That now that he brought it up, I can't stop seeing, and it's like, oh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he like does, and he does, kind of he does the look at the screen as well. Um, yeah, that's so- Limmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know Limmy. Yeah, you, you've, you've, Tam, and, and y'all have shown me. Yeah, he, he reminds me. Guy, like yeah. I see him, I, I think of Mark Serrells. So shout out to Mark. Mark yeah, he, he does look Gang like Serrells. Yeah. And also like <laughs> Limmy. Oh man, he he. A lot of like phrases that the UK team say, like a muffet yeah. tea. A muffet uh, tea. A muffet tea. Uh, and, yeah, um, she's taking the wins. Accent, yeah, yeah. She's, the, she's, she's taking the wins from us. She's uh, turned the wins against. Uh, us. Turns the wins against us. Yeah, and uh, ah, that's what's up. One way oh. up the. Was it wrong? Wrong way of a one way street or something like that? What was it? Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. something like that. My favorite's always his Tina Turner. Uh, yeah. 
little dance one. It's a, he's very good. He's very good. And he does this amazing. Yeah, he does these amazing Skyrim. streams where he plays Skyrim, and and it's a lot of fun. But, oh, okay. yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. I don't understand why America, like America, takes our fail sons and and gives them more power. You you, over you, you put an you put an accent on somebody, and then America's like, "Yo, this is mad whimsical." And then they who's gonna say whimsical? Gonna, you know, that's, that's my word. That's not your word. Oh, I own you that shit. You don't own that shit. I don't think I've ever heard you, you say the word. You control, yeah, you, you control never F say on. that shit whimsical. Oh, I guess it, I never say it in the written word. It's written, yo. You oh, go yeah, back to like almost definitely. all of my written yeah, yeah, content. Yeah, 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 I use whimsical yeah, yeah. at least twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you've put it in whimsical. You put it in, t- in editorial written yeah, stuff. Yeah, but yeah. but um, is there anything else that you want to hand off yeah, before you? Yes. Yeah. So I need to know who's going to, okay, because the rest of the year, I need to know who's going to cover Lost Judgment. I need mm-hmm. to know who's going to cover Shin Megami Tensei 5. Okay, Lost Judgment, a- uh, SMT5. And Final Fantasy fourteen and Walker. Okay, Final um, Fantasy also, fourteen. That is also the burden that I oh not the burden, but Walker. that is the privilege that I am bestowing upon y'all as what I if, depart. What about it's like y'all um, can finally play some good games? Wow. <laughs> what about um, Kiryu going to be in Super Monkey? Yeah, Ball. Kiryu and Monkey Ball. Who's going to get hype about that? Yeah. Oh man, I feel like ben. I feel like all of this falls ben on Ben, ben Jacob. Ben. Yeah, this a lot of this is like uh, Ben Janko, Jean Luc. Uh, Evan. Evan, me. I think between the and, three of us, maybe yeah, we can. Matt Espinelli. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we, we can probably we can take that. Yeah. Divide all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think mostly I just want Ben to start publishing uh, articles. Mostly. Yeah. I want to see Ben's name. If you if not, that's a failure on uh, editorial's part. I think so. if me and Ben join forces, we can uh, fart out like a. A, a review, not far a crimes. Review, but we could uh, far out a review. Could, That's exciting. We can, we definitely can, we gonna definitely one. gonna commission that. <laughs> like, like me and Ben will like write some bullshit on on a Google Doc. We'll hand it over to Tam. Tam will clean it up. <laughs> yeah, and then AKA rewrite the whole thing. <laughs> AKA rewrite the whole hey, thing. Hey, hey, it wouldn't be the first review I've rewritten for someone else. Ooh. So. Ooh. Ooh. Spicy! Oh my god! As long as I get my name up on there, that's what matters, baby. Uh, But yeah, any anything else you want to hand? So what we've got is what to do, baby. Eat my ass from the front. Me and more my bullshit. Oh my gosh, it's cat name. I love cat name. Uh, Lost Judgment, uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five, Final Fantasy Fourteen, Endwalker. Is there anything Mm -hmm. else that you need taken care of? Um, Um, Near Replicant gets Game of the Year. Near Replicant Game of the Year. Okay. Near yeah. rep- someone needs to at least fight for Near Replicant Game of the Year. Print out okay. a picture yeah. of you and, yes. and like put it in. Yeah. The- oh, can I can I we take just part Skype in you game? in? Skype yeah, you can, in. can I can I can I, I take I, part in Game of the Year content? Can, we can do whatever we want. Look, I was here for the majority of the year. <laughs> I reviewed some of the top games of the year. So yeah. uh, listen. I've, I've, I just I can't I can't talk about anything past my leave date. Is probably one of the stipulations. I would be like, you know, I'm yeah. willing to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I've rip, I've lost judgment. <laughs> in a, ah, I've yeah. saved that n- uh, notepad document as Michael Hyams' will. Um, yes, legally so, binding. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, um, three witnesses here. Three witnesses. Mike yeah. Will made it. Uh, yeah. So maybe maybe we can let the uh, the Discord Discord. If you're listening, you have to assign out what it do, baby. Um, Eat my ass from the front, me and all my bullshit, and oh my gosh, this cat name, I love cat name. <laughs> I am putting myself forward for eat my ass from the front, because I feel like 
I have the I have I've used that many times mm-hmm. in the past. The, the other three you'll have to you need to assign out to to <laughs> Yeah, I'm not even going I'm not even going to throw my hat in the ring. I just want to I want to see. Oh, next week's episode I will I announce. I feel like I feel like Lucy you can you can you could I, I would I would name. give you a cat name. Yeah. Yay. That would be a good one. And yeah. I like I like um uh Jean-Luc saying what I do baby every every <laughs> every start of every episode and video going forward. <laughs> Um, <laughs> every video as well. <laughs> yeah. They're like, who the fuck is Who's this? this guy? And like you every time you do it, a single tear just comes down your cheek. No one really <laughs> like knows. D- no one knows the struggle. Why? Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to cat name, you have to say it in ooh-woo though. So yeah, you go ooh-woo. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Now that we've uh, gone through Michael Hyam and all his bullshit, <laughs> let's move on to what we've been playing. <laughs> Jean-Luc, uh, what have you been up to? I hear hey. you, you've been you've been uh, playing uh, an old game that has been made new again. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been uh, peeping Ghosts of Tsushima, Ghosts of Tsushima. Uh, yeah. A oh, what is it? Ghost Tsushima Director's Cut? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's the thing that Sony's decided they're calling all their remasters. It makes sense now. because it's a game where you use a sword. So, you know, you cut a lot of people. So it's director's a director's cut. cut. Get it? Oh. Wondered where that was going, honestly. And but... the cut rolling doobies up. <laughs> oh, damn. How is it? Uh, it's all right so far. Um, to, so to be upfront, I haven't <laughs> played any of the, the new content, the, the uh, expansion mm-hmm. that they've added because um, I never finished that game and was not far enough to start it. Um, and, How far uh, do you need to be? You need to be in the on the second island, and I, um, uh, I'm like right there. Mm-hmm. Well, like when I played that game, I was like doing everything, so I, yeah, that's fair. I was like combing through that first island, and um, I didn't get quite there. But so instead, I decided, um, I was gonna kind of go back and and do like a comparison to the original, and like kind of see what the differences mm-hmm. were. Um, which it's it's mostly minor. I mean, like you know, the game looks nicer now. It runs it. Uh, an up to dynamic uh, 4K at 60 FPS. Um, it does indeed look sharper. I can't tell you the exact amount. I don't. I don't count pixels. I'm no uh, digital foundry. But uh, I mean, yeah, like it, it. It looks a lot better. It loads hella fast. Uh, the dual sense stuff is is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's one of those things where like you you go. You, you kind of forget about it when you're playing after, after you've played enough PS5 games you kind of forget about the dual sense but then you go back to the PS4 and you immediately miss it where you're like oh shit yeah like the the vibration when you're like hitting with a sword or when you're like pulling back a bow like it's that stuff's pretty good like I, I uh it it adds a lot um does it add a lot to be worth seventy dollars? I mean, I guess you're getting the expansion. Uh, that whole thing is a mess. That is, that that's the the one thing around this that I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know, is, is uh the weird pricing stuff where, like, how much they're charging for it. Um, I am, I I don't think I agree with the idea that like a game that was originally sixty dollars and is a year old is now seventy dollars. Uh. I, I mean, that's just me, but um, mm. it doesn't feel substantial enough. At least, like, you know, as like a next gen upgrade. I'm, I'm, I'm again, I'm completely ignoring the uh, 
the like new DLC stuff they added, which apparently is is pretty cool. Um, from from what I have heard from everyone mm. else who has been playing it. Um, but uh, but otherwise, um, it it does also sound like it's it's a lot of like yeah, it's you know it's it's more Ghost of Tsushima. So like you know, you're, you you've probably formed your own opinion on it if you played it before. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I don't know if if this is gonna be worth diving all the way back into and like playing the whole game again if if you you know already beat it um you could you could probably just load up your save and do the expansion um, yeah that's what that's what i kind of yeah. want to do i don't yeah. i don't really want to replay the entire game especially given like i i really like that original game but it's also very big and there's a lot of it and that yeah. first chapter like the first act is like almost 15 hours or so like between somewhere yeah. between like nine and 15 hours depending on what you do and that's cool on that but like i'd rather just jump into something new than go back and replay that entire thing from scratch i'm sure there's loads of people that want to do that but i think the iki island stuff is what i'm after um and also i didn't play any of the multiplayer stuff so i want to dig into that as well oh that was fun you know what yeah that's actually the one thing i do want to check out because i also didn't play any of that is fire that's what people keep saying I'll have to I'll have to pick it up and and give that a go. But yeah, um, anything else? No, nah, unfortunately, I don't really have much else to say because, like <sighs> I said, I didn't really play the expansion um, mm. with with that game. Uh, I'm almost done Chicory. I've been playing a lot of Chicory. That game is holding up. Oh, does it does it keep holding up? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. That, uh, I am like shocked how how much there is in that game. Like you know, you keep playing it and you're like. Oh, okay, yeah, you know, this will be like a six, seven hour game, and God, I don't know how many hours I'm in, but way more than that, probably like 15 or something, and then it just like keeps going, but like in a good way, where you're just like, man, there's like so much stuff, and like, even when you're, I'm at like the end game, where you where you have these like four final objectives you have to go do um, in each corner of the map, and you're kind of filling out the like rest of the map, but even as you're doing that, you'll you'll get like sidetracked and they'll be like, hey, you want to solve like a murder? No, no, wait, not a murder. Um, a, a theft. You want to solve Damn, a theft? murder. <laughs> well, those are very different things. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm confusing it with uh, Ace Attorney, which I've also been playing. That's that's that game's got hella murders. But um, yeah, like I there's they, they just keep adding new stuff in the game as you're playing where it's like, oh, like, hey, you know, there's this little uh, theft. Go solve that. Or like, oh, like. Why don't you go uh, set up a bunch of furniture for a, a mm. beach party or, you know, like uh, that game just um, has a, just so much in it. And, and um, it's it's so fucking what, adorable and cute. And oh my what God, do you, I really what really do you like folks it. feel about indie or these kind of games that go on for a little longer for go on for a while? Like, I, I don't know how long Chicory is, but whenever I play one of these kind of like uh I don't want to say indie games, but you know, these non-blockbuster games, I traditionally go into them and mm. I want something that's like four or five hours long. Um, and usually like when I, if I look at it and it's like, I know if I know that it's like 10 hours, I'm less inclined to play it. Cause I feel like these days I, I distinguish my, the video game experiences between, I want a blockbuster game. That's like, I don't know, 30 hours, 40 hours or something like that um any anywhere between 20 and 40 hours and then i want a indie game that is like maybe four or five hours but if there's somewhere in between i'm like yeah i'm not really after that like 
Uh, I don't know. I think it depends on how, well, obviously it depends on how they use their, their mm. time, but yeah. uh, I, I think there is an element, like when I'm browsing Game Pass or I'm trying to look at what's on sale on Steam, that is a factor. Because like something like CrossCode is quite long. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I'm interested in that, but I don't know if I have it in me to invest the time necessary to get the most out of it. Because um, usually, yeah, you're looking for something that's a little bit more bite-sized. Uh, yeah. But like Chiggery is... Jiggery is different because like once I because I thought it was like a five, six hour game. And when I got to the five, six hour mark, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm so happy that there's more to this. <laughs> and I got to the 10 hour mark. I'm like, yo, yeah. this shit's still going sick. Um, that, that's it, also. It was, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, no, I was just saying like it makes a good it makes good use of its time. But because you, you also think of of these bite sized games as a little bit like you reach a certain level of complexity and then like, OK, this You've shown your entire hand. How much longer can this go on? So that, that's also also another element. You think of you know the perfect uh, indie game that uses the best um, uh, most of its time is uh, a little game called Undertale. Is also so, and I can't imagine like Undertale <laughs> yeah. like being any longer than it already is. Mm. Um, for sure. Like, how long is Undertale? I've never played it. Like five, five, yeah, five six, six hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, for like one run. Yeah, for one run, and like it's like okay, here's 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 the here are the spaces that we use. You can finish this in about five hours, but you could play it for ten hours and get them get like even more out of it. Yeah, get even yeah. more out of it, but it's like not necessary to yeah enjoy okay. what it is. And I think in Chicory's case, that game very much is like you you can get more out of it if you decide to put more into it because like the whole game is you know you building. You're, you're painting the world so it's like you can you can play it like very meticulously where it's like i'm gonna paint each and every little thing and like i mean you know depending on who you are that could get exhausting but you don't have to play the game that way and it's like uh, same with the side stuff where it's like there's so many like little collectibles and side things but i think that game is designed in a way where you never feel like ah oh, shit i got more to do it's like yeah. it's there for you and like the world but but the world is very much like hey just do do it however you want, because um, you could absolutely fly through that game and probably beat it in like five or six hours if you were to just like mainline through the the content. So really, like in in Chicory's case, um, it's like what you put in it is like what it mm. gives back to you. Versus, yeah, something like say like a visual novel where it's like, nope, you are constrained by the amount of text in this game, which means you are here for 30 fucking hours <laughs> you better get used to it yeah yeah um uh, yeah i don't what about you lucy what kind of how do you feel about those kind of like weird middle ground games that are somewhere in between don't mind i have no strong opinions one way or the other like as soon as i feel like a game is wasting my time i typically that's it. what i need to get better at that's what i suck yeah. at because i feel like once i've started a game i feel compelled to get to the end of it there's very few times where I'm like, I I hate, I, I'm not enjoying this anymore and I'm just going to leave it. I'm so bad at that. But yeah, I, I guess no, that's the thing. I, I'm... Also, there's like choice paralysis where there's too much. And so I feel like if I'm not enjoying <laughs> something, I'll just move mm. on to something yeah. else. Yeah. That. <laughs> that, that, that reminds me, like, sometimes like I browse Game Pass often. Not not to download anything, not to find anything that I want to play, just to feel powerful. <laughs> and it's like I don't in, in that regard, like I don't even have to worry about choice paralysis because I got yeah. it bad when it comes to that shit. Yeah. Uh, I look I look at my Steam backlog, I'm like, ha <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought 
But now I now that I'm aware of it, now that I know, I just like pull up Game Pass and be like, yeah, I could play, I could. play, Death, of, I could play <laughs> Death of the Outsider again, or I could play Crimson Skies, or I could fucking play Halo 5. Mist from Shit. next week, is Mist. it? Mist. Oh my God. Blinks. My dad is so pumped. <laughs> Blinks oh, the Time I, I Sweeper. Lo- Man, Mist is such a dad game. That was like oh. the first game my dad introduced me to. He's like, hey, you want to play Mist together? And I'm like, all right. And I'm like four or five or whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, let's cute. do it. And then we played Mist. And then we played Mist 2. We played every Mist game. Riven. It was like, Aww. became our like fatherly son bond. Was like, let's Aww. go solve some puzzles. Yeah, my dad yeah. Um, <laughs> has like every Mist game. And he, when I left to move to like london or when i went to uni he took over my room and it's now this like weird mist room where he has my old pc that i used to play sims on and then he has all of the strategy guides he got like the collector's edition so he's got a mist mouse pad Aww. and he has this big notebook when we used to play and he used to keep all his notes about mist did he play mist uh the, the mist mmo no i don't think so he he's kind of got a bit of a a tragic story going on at the minute my dad because he bought this new pc and he was messaging me like i really want to play more games like and so a couple of years ago for christmas i made him a steam account and i bought him a bunch of games uh like the room room two portal one and two talos principle mm. oh. and there was a game made by the folks who made mist like it came out about 10 years ago and my dad's computer can't run any of them. Uh, it can't run Portal. What did which he? Wow. Makes this, me the, question: Did he just buy a word processor? Like, does man's it have bought a, a potato. Card? Yeah, it's, this dude bought a fucking Chromebook. Very hard yeah, to buy a computer in the modern mm. age that can't run Portal. Portal. Yeah. <laughs> you play that shit on your phone, bro. Yeah, and so I was like, and then and then I was like, well, it doesn't matter, you know. Here's me playing Yakuza on Game Pass on my phone. And he looked at it and he basically just kind of went, that is impressive, but I will never use it. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put cloud gaming. Like, Hey, I've been using cloud gaming since I've been back at my mom's. and it's been- so that's, yeah. Is he just done with that PC now? He's not using it? He's... No, he does his emails on it. Mm, he, sick. He does his... Um, <laughs> Actually, my dad's been taking courses since he's been retired, which is very, I think that's really that's cool. cute. He's just, he's just taking all the freedom and all the free time to just learn mm. shit. I have, a, I have a question. How much, do you know how much he spent on that computer? No. Ooh. Okay. I think it was like a pre-made from Ooh. Dell though, because that's the way uh, he always does oh, it. Gross. See, you could have, you could have like pushed him towards uh, building his own PC. Then he would have learned. He has a, he has um, a degree to, in mechanical engineering. To... Like he would love. Exactly. Oh, yeah. would have, that's a that's yeah, a exactly. layup. You should have done yeah. that's a layup for yeah, him. Yeah, you should have. I, I so it's a bit of a missed opportunity yeah. that you didn't do that. <laughs> wow, <laughs> could have been way worse. Uh, I. Yeah. Hmm. This this mother- my uh, <sighs> uh <laughs> the smile on his face. My uh, so uh George's sibling has been going through a thing with a computer where their their computer like died and and uh they need to get a new one oh. because uh they're they're deep into Genshin Impact and that's like their entire oh. life so they're like oh, I need shit. to know. Oh, I want to see LeBron James playing Genshin Impact cuz that's that's your dad, right? <laughs> Wait, what? 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 LeBron James. Oh, of the you're James family. Me? Yeah, I want to see him. I want to see oh, no, him. I thought you were talking to John Luke. I was like, what the fuck? Get, get... A story about George's sibling, not my dad. 
That would be very cool. <laughs> I wish my dad. No, I don't wish. I, I'm happy with my dad, Nick James. Anyway, they bought it. <laughs> they bought a new PC, and they're like, they hit us up about it. And they're like, hey, it's not really running the game well. Like, like, can you help me out? Like, what's what's going on? Well, specifically, they're like, it's running worse. I got a new PC, and it's running oh. worse than the old one. It's oh. running slower. And I was hey, like, oh, okay. Like, can you like tell me what the specs are? And it has like a Ryzen CPU from like 2012, and what? then it has yeah. yeah, and then it has like uh just some integrated graphics card like, and I was oh, like, no, what what is what is this PC? And they sent me a photo, and it looks like the, one of those like long towers that like you're supposed oh, to like slide to like a about. rack yep. kind of thing like it's not yep. you know and i'm oh, like they bought a server yeah it, 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 didn't even, server. it doesn't even have an hdmi port they had to get like a vga oh, to hdmi adapter and i'm sitting there oh, being like oh my god where did you get this pc and they're like we bought it from a a, a guy who runs a gun shop oh and my like, god what are you Excuse me? This is uh, rural New Hampshire, everyone, uh, <laughs> where like, I guess they went in to this guy who, who runs a gun shop and I guess does also like, like PC repairs, PC on, repairs the on the side. He's got, I've got his fucking <laughs> AR-16 and I've got a server rack. <laughs> Which one do you want? And they were like, <laughs> hey, um, we have this PC. It's kind of busted. Can you fix it? And he's like, ah, no, I, I can't fix uh, gaming PCs. Um, I got another guy who does that, uh, but but I, I I don't do that. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they're like, uh, he's like, but I got this uh, this brand new PC for you here. Uh, like, do you want it? And apparently they just bought it without actually checking out what any of it was no. from this guy. Man, the, there could have been like mad illegal documents on that shit. You could have been like, yeah, I need to offload like... this shit before the feds bust through. You want to know how much? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, A no. thousand dollars. Yep. God. No. Oh my no. god. Mate. A thousand dollars can... Uh, Did they please tell uh, me they took I, it back? The man's fucking got an AR-15s on deck. I don't think so, because we were like, you should take that back. Um, I think the problem is is that a they probably got it like a month or two like ago before they told us about uh, it. So I think it was like the the it was a little late. Like the statutes of limitations. I th this was like oh, a few months ago sucks. too. I'm not. They they're somehow still playing Genshin Impact. They're making it work. Uh, bless it's on bless your phone, them. Isn't it? It yeah, is, but I don't phone, know if like, um, this shit runs pretty good. Yeah. Is it no crossplay? I don't know how crossplay cross works because I kept being like, "Oh yeah, like you want to play on your phone or like you know, like a try and buy like PS4. a PS4 or something." But I, I think like they've sunk so much time and money into that account that it's like I can't start, I can't start this oh, over. It, there is there is cross account. There um, is okay because I have all my I have all my shit on my mobile mobile version oh maybe i buy but, like a backbone and be like here you go mm. yeah 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 what? just play this absolutely yeah. hate to see it yeah, my Jesus. god fully scammed yeah. you hate to see that that's a sad sad story no. but michael oh uh 
you, you've been living through some good stories, specifically in dungeons with boyfriends. Oh, Tell us about yeah, that. if uh, y'all peeped the the giant bombcast earlier uh, earlier in the week, I talked about boyfriend dungeon. Uh, had to, uh, but the like, fucking, what did I say? Um, boyfriends in dungeons. Um, yeah, this game's been on my radar for quite a long time. I checked it out first at PAX West 2018. Uh, and I had I had no idea. Uh, Alessandro was like, "This seems like your kind of thing." And I'm like, "You damn right it does." So shouts out to Alessandro, actually, <laughs> uh, our good boy Alessandro Falari. Uh, he's the one who's been like, "This seems like up your alley." I'm like, "You're absolutely right." Check that out. I'm like, you were 1,000 percent on point. And I've been following the game ever since, because uh, that's also where I met uh, Victoria Tran, who's now the community manager for Among Us. Mm. Uh, that's the homegirl. Um, but yeah. Uh, Boyfriend's Dungeon was cool because I like the concept mm. of your weapons are hot people too. So you take you take them into the dungeon, they transform into weapons. You take them out in the real world, they're just people who have six-pack abs and mm. low-key want to smash, but that's kind of up to you. Oh. Uh, if you say the right things, if you treat them right, go out on dates and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like that social sim element and it's that uh, dungeon crawling element with the gameplay and stuff. And as I said before, it's like the gameplay is good. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's an isometric action dungeon crawler. And, you know, it works. It's not, like I said, it's not the highlight of the game, uh, but it is, it is fun. Like, oh, okay, I'm, I've, I've talked to a bunch of people. I've um, organized my stuff, one about town. Okay. I'm ready to get to, like to fight, ready to put some aggression out there and uh, hang out with my, my hot boys who are swords and spears and shit. And, but I think the, the important part is that Boyfriend Dungeon is a, I wouldn't say it's a wholesome game. I would say that it's uh, it's it's very it's very uh, oh shit! What's the word? Fuck! It's um comforting or it, it's mm. it's it's yeah. very inviting. Comfy yeah, game. It, it, well, p- parts of it. It's very inviting. I think it's it's a uh, uh, like you, you can take it easy. Uh, mm. It's I think for the dating sim thing, it, it's like the 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 intro to it is very very. Uh, it's like your 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 boy brings you into town, like your cousin brings you into town. It's like you know what, dating isn't as stressful as it needs to be. You know, just take it easy, and uh, you know maybe you'll meet someone for the summer. Maybe you'll smash. Who knows? It's up to you. But you know, relax. Um, so it's very uh, it's very relaxing in that regard. So yeah, it's what is it? So what is the actual core gameplay loop, or what is the core gameplay? Is it is it? Um, traditional dungeon crawling stuff like Diablo or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would, I would say that. Yeah, yeah. and then, yeah, because you go into a dungeon, it's like, oh, monsters are your insecurities, or they're. You go into this mall, and then when you go there, your insecurities manifest as monsters. So I guess that's that's kind of the excuse for you know having, um, for fighting in the game, and then through that you kind of build connection. It's like social links. You build connection with your sword. And you gain experience, and then when you go out into the real world, it's like, oh, hey, you want to go on a date? Like, let's talk about things, and you develop relationships mm. that way. Um, there are some hot dudes in that. Uh, the art style is amazing. Um, but as I said before, too, that there's uh, there's a content warning on it because it is a nuanced game about uh, that has elements of toxic relationships as mm. part of its uh, core narrative. And I think that's really important because Kit Fox is 
a developer who's trying to tell their story. Mm-hmm. And I think if I don't know how keyed in people are who listen to this to like the overall discourse that happens week by week in the games industry, but a lot mm-hmm. of people are a lot of people have things to say about that sort of thing, which is odd because there are games that have touched on some really fucked up shit in their stories and they'll I think like some people have brought up Persona 5 and you know what mm-hmm. now I look back at it I am fucking surprised that Persona 5 does not have a content warning cuz holy shit you play the first 5 yeah, hours of that game Jesus it Christ. is it is heavy as fuck oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, like you have an abusive teacher, you have uh assault, and you have suicide in the first five hours of that game. And nobody fucking tells you because I remember playing that. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this I, game? I think because I was talking about this with Georgia, because we were like having a yeah, we we're like, man, why like how come boyfriend dungeons getting all this like, you know, discourse about it, but like persona didn't. I think part of it has to do with um the fact that it is like a smaller indie game and it's like kind of more in that space where that it kind of sure. presents itself in a way where I think like that, that yeah. kind of things like, um, you know, uh, ha- having like trigger warnings and, and, you know, like I think people kind of like expect that more versus like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, who, who am I to go to Atlas yeah, and be yeah, like, like, yo dog, y'all should put a, y'all should put a exactly, content warning. Like, Atlas like, I mean, they like, should, Nani? but I think like, uh, for, you know, uh, people kind of kind of look at like maybe like oh you know it's japan and like ah oh, they ain't gonna do that like even though like i don't know they should call them out but it's yeah, like i, I think there's that, that perception that like of like atlas all the way out there versus like small indie studio and you know eh, i think it's kind of yeah. kind of a little kind of little gross but yeah yeah it it is and it's it's kind of like i don't know it's I'm willing to bet it's like a very small group of people that are like, sure. you should be able to remove this these elements from your story. And it's like, you play the game, like that, that who are you to tell creators how to tell their story? Yeah. Uh, and it's like, yes, the content warnings is going to be patched to be a little bit more specific, a little bit more uh, like to tell people like, yo, okay, this is these are the things you need to watch out for. That's as far as they're obligated to do. Um, yeah. Otherwise, Callie's thread on this was right yeah, on the money. Yeah. If you, so, I mean, want to go check that out. Um, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. It's like yeah. you are not handcuffed to that device to finish it. Like you have been presented with the content warning. It's up to you until which point you decide to engage with it. You can just put it down. But then, like, people argue it's like, well, I've paid for this. I should be able to play. And it's like, that not really crosses such a yeah. weird fucking line and honestly mass effect 3 has so much to answer for <laughs> i know oh, it opened the floodgates to mass effect 3 yeah that it's the open pandora's box yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. i go back and forth on it like where it's like i think to myself because some people i saw were making an argument of like oh you know like the trailer didn't mention anything about it so i i I didn't think this is what I was getting into and like is that like false marketing which I'm like mm, no it's not false marketing or anything like that but it's like mm, I yeah. kind of I kind of feel for you I sort of get what you're saying and um I there could be something to said like oh this game isn't what I thought it was can I get a refund like I could I could sort of understand that but at the same time mm-hmm. it's you know the idea that like every piece of marketing needs to like exactly lay out what is in the game and like you know like the uh, kind of like take away the the um the way that the developers want to present it to you it, it, and yeah there's it's it, 
you can get down a real messy rabbit hole with that shit. Yeah, yeah. big time, big I'm time. And on, I like um, does the dog die dot com. That is an is excellent a resource. resource. If, if there's one thing um, you should take away is uh, people who do you know care about that stuff and want to kind of maybe need to know what's in a, a game beforehand or a movie or a tv show there's an excellent website called does the dog die which will break down uh like everything you need to know like hey like is there you know like like from like death to just like uh sexual abuse like um racism vomiting, vomiting like, like, like like pretty much like everything like you can think of and like it is pretty frequently updated like um yeah Games so and Boyfriend movies. Dungeon doesn't have a, like it does have video games on there. Mm. Boyfriend Dungeon doesn't have a page just yet, but it's like it made me think of. I think it was Life is Strange. Was it the last one? Um, not True Colors, the one that came out. I think last year. Two or had, Before the Storm. Two. Um, yeah, not Before the Storm. Okay, it was the I new mean, characters. Two, I never two. played it. Yeah. And they had quite a detailed breakdown on their own website, like of trigger warnings and content warnings. And mm. so, yeah, like that's, I thought that was a very cool way of handling it. And I don't think they had, I mean, obviously it's not an apples to apples comparison, but they didn't get any, like a huge amount of blowback for content in the game because it it was felt like they had done their part to warn mm -hmm. people specifically of what it is so yeah yeah but uh boyfriend dungeon is a it's a good game and i, I said I, I said on the bombcast that it's it's a game that can teach you about things that you might not be aware about and i think that's that's a really cool thing that the indie space can do is that they can tell these nuanced stories they can tell their own stories this is like coming from the heart for kit fox and uh you can learn a thing or two uh about you know maybe you don't maybe you don't understand when people say like having being in a toxic relationship if you don't understand what that means that maybe that's something that you could pick up on through this game or if you just if, if you want to like have a good time with some hot dudes like i don't know who doesn't want to do that um so uh yeah that that's uh it's boyfriend dungeon it's funny that y'all bring up fans loud ass fans wanting to change story content mm. because i finished the rebuild of Evangelion. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and talk about to the extreme, to the absolute extreme. Like Evangelion is the like, most extreme case of a fan base crying so loud that they will fuck up the creator's life. Uh, I also watched the, there's also a documentary about uh, Hideaki Anno about the creation mm. of Rebuild. And so, Okay, for those who don't know, the the, the the progression of Evangelion is there was an original anime back in 96 or 97, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, 26 episodes. The last two episodes were controversial in the sense that everyone was like, what the fuck is this? Uh, War on Streetas, they ran out of money, they ran out of time, so they had to wrap it up really fast in two episodes, and it, gave, it did not give you a definitive conclusion. Um, that's when there is the creation of the end of Evangelion, which is a movie that is supposed to be uh, a definitive ending to those last. So instead of those last two episodes or in in compliment, like complimenting those final two episodes, you have end of Evangelion and everyone's like, yo, what the fuck is this? End of Evangelion is fucking cruel. It is dark as shit. Yeah. And then a lot of fans mm -hmm. were like, yo, what the fuck? And Anno of like I don't know if this is true, but Anno is like, or it, it's like the create his reaction to the fan base 
And it's like, yeah, you want a definitive ending? Well, you know what? Everybody fucking dies. Uh, and and like I watched it and I like uh, like is, is a weird word is that I I'll just say that I, I liked what e- end of Evangelion ended up being. I was like, you know, there isn't always a happy ending. Sometimes everybody fucking dies and the world is done. <laughs> like, you know what? We don't have enough stories like that to be like, yeah. like, what the fuck do you expect? Life sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah. Life sucks, and then, then you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then so then uh, let's revisit this whole thing. And that's what a Rebuild of Evangelion, which is a four-part movie series, uh, where one and two are sort of a retelling of the original run with some some twists that lead into the third and fourth movie. The third movie came out eight years ago. Uh, and there was about like a two to three year gap between one, two, and three. And then basically like, <laughs> hey, Evangelion will never end. Mm. Uh, and then just this past weekend, the fourth movie came out and I watched the whole, I rewatched all of Rebuild. Oh, so yeah, the four part movie series is referred to as the Rebuild of Evangelion. And so I watched the fourth movie and... Damn, it is heavy. It's I, I'm not going to get into this podcast because uh, I don't know if there's any fans that want to that haven't watched it yet, but it's on Amazon Prime Video. That's how it's distributed in America or in North America. Uh, it's it's a lot. It's it's heavy. And I think but I also think that it's it's representative of where Anno is at. Mm-hmm. or his whole process to get to this point where this 25 years, like for 25 years of his life, he has been tied to Evangelion and its fan base. Uh, Whether but he I wants think, it or not. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then, so that's also what his, what the documentary about him is, uh, is about. You could just tell he's like so fucking tired. He just wants to finish this damn thing. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's really good. It's really good. I think Evangelion is such a complicated and complex thing that there is no elegant way there's no way to wrap it up nicely evangelion is messy from a conceptual standpoint Mm. from its storytelling standpoint like Mm. the things that it covers and talks about is inherently messy so you can this is not a series that's going to end nicely even if like if it did a nice mass effect 3 okay make here's a choice that was made and everything's this is how everything plays out is that would not be in the spirit of what this series is so this whole movie it's a two and a half hour movie and it just goes in so many different directions that all makes sense like this all makes sense in the in the in the realm of evangelion and it it doesn't throw away uh, so it is it is a replacement of the end of Evangelion. Um, it is it does kind of over uh, overwrite that, but I think that under like wa- having watched the entire p- all the pieces of the series previously, mm-hmm. I think it helps contextualize the things that happen in this final movie. And in a way, uh, it, yeah, it it lets you enjoy the movie a little bit more because you've seen all sides of this. Or so many sides of the series that when you finally when it finally concludes, I'm like, okay, I can live with this conclusion. It's it it doesn't shy away from being tragic. It doesn't shy away from being uh, experimental or like doing the psychological deep dives that it does throughout the series. Um, but it does wrap it up, and it feels like all right, we're done here. This is what you get. This is how it ends, and. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely it's in line with the spirit of the series, so it doesn't do like this wild one eighty turn to mm. like what the fuck this this wasn't what I expected or mm. this like there's no easy way to wrap it up, but they did it and it is perfectly fine. Well, I imagine that people will still be upset by it. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> what do you expect? Because that, anime that fans is the, that is the uh, the fan base to a T, yeah. basically. But yeah, I'm excited to check that out. I'm currently re-watching the original series on Netflix. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like coming up on the end of it, so I'm bracing for the weird ending, and then I'm going to watch the original um, End of Evangelion movie. Um, I've never seen any of the movies, so I never watched the End of Evangelion. I took what it was back in the day, and I was like, that was weird as fuck, boy, and I'm into it. Uh, <laughs> and I just moved on, but um, I'm excited to see. I've heard about uh, what hap what happens in End of Evangelion, and not specifics, but like it being a much more cutthroat version of the original God vision. Um, and I remember That's just fucking savage. Yeah, I remember like discussions about it, like when well people like reflecting on the history of evangelion and there's loads of like um documentaries about how people came out of the cinema and like theaters just distraught about what they'd seen <laughs> and i was yeah, like yeah it is i got a lot of time for that well done I'm not dark <laughs> but <laughs> yeah the last thing i'll say is that uh like it, it's weird because i engage a lot of media that is like i get attached to like a persona like a final fantasy where it's like oh my god i miss those characters i miss that world so much mm -hmm. evangelion's a little bit it's more complicated than that mm. uh it's uh and i i think that it confronts a lot of human conditions in ways that other pieces of media just don't do and it's dark. I like I I was very emotional watching it and finishing it, but I just don't I don't necessarily understand why. Like it's a thing that you you feel something, but you have to take a couple of days to unpack it and kind of think about it. And I still don't know exactly how I feel. I don't know if I really understand it. Yeah, <laughs> that final movie. But it's it's <laughs> what is it? It's a uh, nobody like I, I don't know what it, it's. It's provocative. Yeah, I mean, like is what I'll say. I, the problem was always that people wanted it to be a happy ending, wrap up in a neat bow, and it doesn't make any sense to have that. Why would that expectation be there? That whole series, the original, is just. Like you said, every episode is some sort of gut punch that you spend days like trying to figure out what the hell that all that means. And it like you cannot watch that series and be exposed to like Gendo Ikari and be like, this is going to have a happy ending. No, this not like that motherfucker is like ruining lives constantly. And bad dads. Ba big like he's number one on the bad dad list. And, oh, yes. and like just unpacking why he's that way takes just brain power and mental emotional energy that is that like between episodes it's like a week usually you need to spend on it and to go through that experience and then be upset that your the show didn't end in a neat and happy way is like you were you were looking for something that was never going to be there yeah um but yeah uh speaking of uh looking for something that was never going to be there 12 minutes lucy i'm talking about time loops obviously um but what? it does it doesn't work. It doesn't work. No. But I we're mean, gonna move on. <laughs> um sorry, I've just I've, I'm getting pings from Greg and Jen because Portillo ate some of my succulent that I, <laughs> Oh no. So now we're desperately trying to figure out what kind of succulent it is to make sure that he's not eating something bad. Oh that I mean, I imagine boy. I imagine that is of all the things he's eaten, probably one of the most healthy things he's eaten in a long time. <laughs> he's eaten look, he has eaten 
eaten tampons from a bin before. Yeah, that boy needs so, some greens. He has to go to the hospital because of that. The little dog <laughs> hospital. Um, nah, Susie old gang. Uh-uh. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I'm just getting updates. I think he's that's one. Susio gang got a. Who's gonna put, say uh, that? Someone's. Yeah. yeah let's add that to the uh, world. Susio the... gang. Yeah. Um. um. But anyway, yeah. Twelve minutes. So I will preface by saying I'm not very far in at all. Part of that is because I'm stupid. Um. However, I mean, Tam, I texted you earlier because you're playing it, and mm-hmm. I think I did figure out something. So I'm gonna try oh. it. It's. I'm still not sure where I land with 12 minutes just yet because I feel like I have, I'm barely getting started with it. Kind of more like a top down, uh, everything is in a time loop. You play as man with wife. You're playing as James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley's your wife. And all you know is that like a police officer is coming to, to, I don't, I, I don't even want to say like too much. A police officer is coming. And you, playing as the man, have to kind of go around your small little apartment and, you know, you interact with things, you can talk with your wife, you can talk with the police officer when he arrives, and there's like a, 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 a general... Oh, okay, wait, Jenna said, don't worry about the dog. It's just a little upset tummy. He's okay. He's Great. okay. okay. He's, he's, good. Good. Um, he's good. He's good. He's okay. I was very worried. It's very d- weird talking about a video game where you're like, I'm very scared about the dog, but he's fine. Um. Anyway, so... And you can kind of like interact with stuff. You can combine certain things. So kind of like a little adventure game going on. The mystery at the heart of it is really cool because I'm right on the edge of like, I know what I have to do, but I need to figure out the exact loop of things that I need to do in order to kind of progress. But there are some things about it that I'm not quite jiving with just yet. Um, And I think in particular, and I think this is because Hades has ruined it for me because of how seamlessly Hades worked. But like, I'm having a lot of random voice lines that don't fit. Not like massively out of place, but like, it just doesn't feel like a natural conversation. Characters, I keep walking through my wife a lot. Um, And it's like, it's a little bit, it's just not as well put together, I think, as like Mm. Hades, at least in terms of the conversation Mm. system. Okay. It doesn't feel like it definitely just feels more like put this piece there, this piece there, this piece there. It doesn't feel as seamless. Um but I'm I'm very intrigued by it. I'm also I'm I'm not jazzed about the controller scheme playing mm. on a controller because you kind of pick things up, you put them in your inventory at the top of the screen, and then you have to click and drag stuff, and it's quite particular about what you drag stuff into. And so on a controller, it's not the best. Mouse and keyboard, even on an iPad, that'd be great. Um but otherwise, like I really like the tone of it. The mystery at the heart of it is very, very intriguing to me. I'm very into that. Performances are good. I didn't realize that was Daisy Ridley because she's putting on a very good American accent. Um, yeah. And James James McAvoy, if you've heard him in, like, I mean, obviously he's a great actor, but if you've heard him in Sandman, he's a very good like voice and performance mm. actor as well. And oh. so I think he he does a great job. And so yeah, it's like. It's there there are other things and it's like it's not I feel I felt a couple nights ago that I was just going around in circles because <laughs> it's a time loop but I wasn't getting like there wasn't 
any kind of nudge from the game trying to get me on the right path. Yeah. I don't know if it was doing more of a hands-off, like letting me experiment with everything, because there's not that many things to even interact with and not many different paths, I would say, at least in that first kind of bit to yeah. kind of... Like, I know what I have to unlock. I'm just not figured out what I, what I need to do to do it yet. Um, yeah. And yeah, the game is barely nudging me along. Yeah, it's, it's like... Nothing. You have to... It looks... It behaves in a way that is that most modern gamers um, either aren't familiar with or um, ha have like aren't. There's not a lot of games like this around, and you know it's surprising because it is very much in the same vein as very very classic point and click adventure games, where it's all about that awkwardness is almost built into those games from back in the day. Um, in yeah. every aspect, both in movement, which I agree in terms of moving control, like control scheme on controller, I wouldn't recommend it on controller. I would recommend yeah. it on a PC. Um, it's not like impossible. It's just kind of clunky, and it gets it can be annoying now and then. Um, but in terms of how you're supposed to think about it, in terms of how it's designed, it is very, very hands off, and it's by design, I believe, because it is. Mm. kind of hearkening back to that point and click adventure style uh, game yeah. design where it's like the pieces of the puzzle are all here and you just need to basically try and take the pieces and put them into the picture and hope that you're putting it in the right place it's a little more driven by logic than something like a monkey island where it's like you know rubber chicken this and random thing over that and a wacky thing happens so there's an element of logic into it and in it but i think then that is a good thing because then you're working within a framework of understanding. But then the downside of that is when something that you expect should work doesn't work, it becomes more frustrating, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Like the idea is, you know, mm. if, if you feel like, oh, in this scenario, it makes perfect sense for me to give the phone to this person and then you know, that helps alleviate the issue. But when you hand off this device and they're just like, oh, thanks, and they put it away and you're like, fuck. I can't. I could have used I that. Could, you could use that. Like you could, you could help yeah. this. It becomes like really like annoying. So it's like almost like the the logic part of it is, it is like laying bare the mechanical game nature of it, where it's like everything that happens is limited by scripting and obviously solutions and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. It's very particular when it lets you talk to other people. Yeah, that's I one thing that I've really noticed, and it's like especially because like. It's you and the wife, the old ball and chain, mm. um, for like the, the 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 kind of first few minutes at least. And so it's like I know that the conversation path I want to lead her down, and I'll do these things that I know will kick off one thing, but then she won't. I I can't talk to her about it until like I can't tell if it's a timing thing or if it's an item thing. It's it's very particular. Yeah. And and maybe it's just like I need to get used to this this game's particular language. Um Yeah, there's certain things in the actual apartment that have impact on the actual time progression as well that you very slowly realize like you can speed things up and do stuff mm -hmm. like that, but um you are right like it, it is very very particular about and like conversations unfold and it can become it's kind of funny because it can become quite frustrating, but I, rem I when I was playing it, I'm very early on as well. I played like maybe two hours, less than that. Um, I was getting frustrated, and at the same time, it was kind of being mirrored by the character on 
that I was playing. Yeah, he gets he gets more he annoyed. gets yeah he gets pissed off as well. And I was like, ah oh, shit, like is this intentional? It kind of does feel like, intentional. Um, the the difference in how he talks to his wife at the very very beginning versus after a, fa- a few like failed loops, I guess, is something because like like she she always comes out of the bathroom and says like, hey, you know, welcome back, and she mm-hmm. and he just goes, not now. Yeah, and that's like boxer. Yeah, that's where the kind of performances really you you get an that's where you feel the impact of the performance because mm-hmm. in that moment you're like um she comes out and she's always like chipper to see you she's she's like excited mm-hmm. that you're home she wants to have dinner romantic dinner with you and you're like not now and it's kind of heartbreaking because mm-hmm. it kind of clashes with the the design and the way things unfurl because you want to just like be there and be like look I'm going through this thing and it really fucking sucks and I can't figure it out and I've seen this thing happen to us over and over again but you cannot communicate that because you're limited by what the game will allow you to say and instead you have to be in this environment where this person this woman that you clearly clearly care about and cares about you is trying her best to make a nice evening happen and you're like you have no idea what's happening. I have no idea what's yeah. happening and I just cannot communicate like, it. And like, because of you the- You can try and tell her. Yeah. But like, she explains away everything that you say. And I'm like, that's but fair. It's very reasonable. Gave, like, yeah. damn, if you came to me and you were like, I'm living the same day over and over again. I was like, yeah, yeah mate, we're in lockdown. Yeah, exactly. And like, there's moments where like, you start making breakthroughs where you'll be like, oh, I found a way to prove it. Or, or like to sh- give her some ed- evidence of it and you do it and she's like ah, that's very weird but then you think about it and she's like yeah but that's just not enough that's a co- that could be a coincidence and you're like shit and it's like the, the the performances really help sell that because like daisy ridley has like a very warm presence and and like you can tell like she's she's real and there's also something about like we we gave it a nine out of ten um um and there's something about looking at the reviews because they've just kind of come out yeah um there's something about the the apartment itself that kind of creates the the feeling of closeness to to between you and and your wife because it looks like a very real apartment like it's not a video game or movie small apartment it's an actual small apartment like the the you walk in and the living room is also like the kitchen the dining room and it's like different things you go into the 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 bathroom and the bathroom is like so small it can barely fit one person in there and the bedroom's kind of like it's got a busted light and that kind of stuff and there's something about seeing these two characters these adults that are in love and clearly very close to each other living in this very real like believable environment that kind of it fosters that same kind of like um uh it engenders like a warmth and not warmth but like you relate to them way more and you 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 kind of you feel for them a bit more and that the setting of it is really really well done the ambience of it is really really well done um and there's a lot of like relatability in in the characters if not the actual conceit of the story which means when you when you're struggling to make breakthroughs it's much harder and it can be more frustrating because you want to help these people um but yeah it is it's getting it's getting like a a weird like smattering of reviews like weird on the high end like us and i think uh, ign gave it an eight and ign gave it an eight and then you got pc gamer gave it 53 windows central 3.5 out of 5 game central 6 so it's like it's got the full kind of it's across the game i I do think it's going to be a very divisive game um and and i 
I don't know. I feel like the interesting thing is it's going to be devices for a lot of different reasons. For some, it'll be like, I, you know, I wasn't totally up for the way you engage with it, the control scheme or whatever it may be. And there's like random presentation things that are like kind of strange at times. Some like I was talking to Lucy about this, like James McAvoy character, McAvoy's character, the husband, like takes it in stride what's going on very quickly like very quickly mm. like loop two he's like all right i need to figure this shit i'm like i would be freaking out for at least 10 more loops before like uh, i would be okay with it um and like the the tone can be a bit up and down sometimes because of you know you say something you ask for you ask a question or 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 you get a response out of order and it could be like she's sad about something but the next line she's happy about something and you're like yeah. it was clearly designed for me to go through in this specific order but because i because of the loop and the urgency i feel as a player i went in a different order that is perhaps not as natural to what the gameplay designers were thinking and because of it the tone of delivery is kind of out of whack um but I think it's a really fascinating game. I'm I'm interested. Yeah, I've been it's very very interesting. Yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, and like because I was like, well, I texted you out when I got out of the shower because yeah. I have like a perk from working from home is that I have like a midday shower. Because mm. um, I always used to be angry that showers would like dig into my evening time. So now I get to shower in the middle of the day and it's great. And mm. I was actually thinking about it in the shower because I was like, there is a puzzle that's just annoying me now. Not annoying me like in a bad way, but it's like I I just want to figure out how the fuck to do it mm. so i texted tam like as soon as i got out of the shower i was like a towel on my head and i was like do you have to do it this way i think it's this and then you replied with something <laughs> yeah, I, that i'm gonna try yeah and i i was at the gym earlier and i was thinking about what i could do next to try and get an answer um and that's what i texted lucy with i was like i'm gonna try this later um so it's definitely like intriguing and it has a lot of like it takes up space in my mind, which is, I, I think, a, a fundamentally a good thing about a game. At the very least, whether you like it or not, you come away having uh, kind of some thoughts about it and grown from it and understanding yourself a bit. But at least, you know, like I, whether you like it's been a while since I've played a point and click adventure game. So, yeah, it's been a while. Um, so at least at the end of this, I'll know how I feel about point and click adventure games after a long time again. Mm. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's pretty much everything I've been playing as well. Um, Lucy, did you want to add anything else? Uh, coolest shit about it is that uh, it, the game is downloaded on my Series X down in London, and I'm up in Newcastle, and I'm just playing it mm -hmm. Magic. on my tablet. Hell yeah. Magic. It's fucking cool. <laughs> like I can just remote into that machine, and I like it's up to date. I don't have to put patches on it or anything. I just downloaded it, like. Magic. And yeah, I was playing it like 10 minutes. It was amazing. So. I'd love to see it. Um, the only other game that, I mean, like I wrote down Baseball Academia, but actually I, like, I'll talk about that another time once I've played a bit more of it, but it's good, it's fun, it's wholesome. Um, along with 12 minutes, like I've been in uh, time loop uh, season for me because I finished The Forgotten City, which is a fantastic game. I highly recommend it. We put a review up for that as well. That was done by Alessandro Barbosa and he gave it a 9 out of 10, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Um, I... I finished it. I got the canonical ending. The game told me it was a canonical ending. And I was, I'll just say that when I got to the home stretch and things started to make sense and things were revealed, I was like jaw dropped. I was like, oh my God. Um, and then it basically, 
there's a moment at the end which it turns into Lost, and I was like, <laughs> I am very into this. Uh, it was it was interesting, um, but yeah, I highly recommend that game, and I'm still playing Outer Wilds, um, uh, very slowly but surely making uh, progress in that game, which has been a lot of fun. Um, I've been streaming it, um, and like everyone in my chat. Uh, this is the like the streaming this game is the is attracted like the most amount of people to my Twitch streams and it's mostly people who have played the game and just are looking for to see someone playing it for the first time and have the same realizations that they have had and everyone in my chat is like super good about not spoiling anything so like they're just patiently sitting there for like literally hours for me to figure out something Sweet. and then when it happens Aww. they're just spamming emotes being like yeah that's why we love this Aww. game. Um, and it's amazing. That's good. So that's what I'm doing. Um, should be doing that later as well today. So I'm excited about that. Anyways, let's move on to listener questions. If you want to send us a listener question, you can email us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespod.com or join our Discord. You can DM me or Lucy and we'll do a quick background check on you to make sure you're not a wrong and then let you in. Um... <laughs> First question comes from, uh, mm, I'm going to go with a rocket scientist. Oh, that's uh, how you say it. Yeah. Rocket scientist. Michael, yeah. can you read the question from rocket yeah, scientist? Sure. Which game do you feel has the best power fantasy? I personally love destiny and it's, and it's supers. I also love control from apparently mm. rocket scientist. Yeah. Ooh. I think I, I thought about this question a bit and it's, I don't know. I think it's a hard one to answer, but something that came to mind was Bayonetta. Uh, something something about yeah. a platinum game makes you, once you figure it out, you feel just unstoppable in a way. Like one, I figured this out, but two, God damn, does it look cool as shit to mow down enemies. But this particular style of Bayonetta where she does it with like such a such a style and such a confidence where I'm like, yeah, let's, oh, I wish I was Bayonetta, yo. I wish I had those fucking heel guns and fucking <laughs> beehive hair that turns into weapons and shit. Nine feet tall. Yeah, I'm just like, yo, yeah, I'm just I playing Bayonetta. I'm like, dog. This is this is some wild shit. Like I love like just mm, Bayonetta. Bayonetta's a good one. Lucy, that's a good one. Control. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, rocket scientists mentioned it there. Like control, just the sort of like, just being able to catch things and chuck them and fly and do all that stuff. I just I think control like was. Is a game that I keep thinking about long after I finished it, and I I just keep thinking about how great it feels. Um, and God, yeah, playing it on talking about like Dual Sense and mm. stuff, just like pl I was playing it again on like PS Five when they upgraded it, and I was like, mm, that's, <laughs> that's that's a good way to put it. <laughs> and, like, and just like it feels so good, and like I think yeah, Control be my that one or. No, I don't know. I think it would just have to be yeah. that one. Because I was thinking of something like Dragon Age or something, but Dragon Age really is is, is way more like hands mm -hmm. off. I suppose like you're yeah. just you're just tapping a button, you're not really fully engaging with it. It's just you're like, Oh, decisions. I'm just gonna cause yeah. a meteor shower or something. Yeah, I'm just yeah, like making right. decisions. I'm not, you know, dashing all around the mm. place and, you know, with my 
transforming gun and yeah. flying. I think I think the main thing for power fantasy for me is style and having a grasp of a control like a control system or a combat system that is that lets you do wild shit. Those are the two main things. Yeah. And I think that's why Bayonetta yeah. falls in. The most like hard action games or stylish action games like a DMC really does that for me. Ooh. Yeah. John Luke? Yeah. Yeah, I would say combat wise, I would agree with with Michael. Like, um, uh, like uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Oh, yeah. When you go in that oh, slow mo, you're God. doing that that Zendatsu move, and you're just slicing people up. Oh, nothing more satisfying than that. But from like a like a story power fantasy perspective, uh, Persona yeah. Five. Like yeah. nothing about that gets me more hype than just like yeah. the 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 fantasy of Ch- changing just the world changing the world and just like mm-hmm. like after you play persona 5 like you spend all your time like looking at people like in the news like and you're just like man if i could just if i could just go in there if i could, just, I could, if I could go heart, to the metaverse yeah that that is tucker carlson <laughs> oh <my> god <laughs> i'm coming for you uh I'll take your treasure <laughs> I'll reform your oh palace my god. <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a good one as well for me i think um Obviously, the easy I've got a couple of answers. The easy one is any of the Batman Arkham games. Like, you get to be Batman. That's a yeah. power fantasy. You get to feel yeah, like Batman. I mean, like, especially if you get good at the free flow combat system and like the, the counters and get into the flow state, um, as it were. Um, mm-hmm. If you're interested in what the flow state is, keep your eye mm-hmm. on uh, the uh, youtube.com forward slash GameSpot because our very own Chris um, is going to have... Chris Morris. Chris Morris is going to have mm-hmm. a video about that up soon. But yeah, that's one of the games mm-hmm. where yeah, you can yeah. like get up. into the flow state and and uh, the combat is about that flow state, basically. And um, it feels really good. But the main one for me is definitely Sekiro. Um mainly because yeah. it's a incredibly difficult game for a lot of it but when you have the breakthrough moments there's nothing else that touches it touches the feeling of power that you feel after for example beating genichiro for the first time um after you've done that boss fight you feel unstoppable up until you mm-hmm. get to the next boss fight um but then you figure that boss fight out and you're like holy shit nothing can stop me again and that kind of constant, like building yourself up, getting knocked down, and then building yourself up again, it is uh, cocaine's a hell of a drug, man. Um, <laughs> it is, it is incredible. So I think that's my ultimate power fantasy game. Um, yeah. I was gonna say, seeing seeing you put on PSVR and playing, Batman, oh yeah, the VR game, like. I just remember being there at Gamescom and just having just like such a nice time just watching you. Oh. And then when the folks from Rocksteady were like, "Do you want to play?" and I was like, "No, I just want him. I just want him <laughs> to have a good time." Because <laughs> he was just like, "You look. You were just like looking around and not even getting to the the quote unquote yeah. gameplay bit. You know, the meat of it, it was just like walking yeah. around the Batcave." And I think you, I think you even said at the time you were like, this is "Yeah, it was like it genuinely, it was like it still stands out as one of my best gaming moments of all time." Like, was, I was genuinely gonna cry. I was like, "This is because I fuck." I mean, I fucking love Batman. Like, it is it is a massive part of my life. And like when I played that game, and I there's the bit where you walk into the you're in the cell and you walk in front of the mirror and you turn and it's just Batman looking back at you, and but you are him and you raise your hand and you are like it's his gloves and you can turn around and it's like 
this is why video games rule and this is why vr needs to be a a thing that we figure out and make real good because the, the sense of like pow- not power but like the sense of like wish fulfillment that you get out of it is like unmatched um and it was i think i went on to review that game yeah and it was i think i gave mm-hmm. it a fairly positive review i gave it a positive review review but like an average score which is says everything about it. Um, but yeah, and that's another episode of the GameSpot After Dark podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, Jean-Luc, where you at? What are you, you doing? What are you, are you excited about? What do you want people to know? Well, you can find me at Jean-Luc. Let's say. A little too uh, early. Yeah, you can't. The fake out. The fake out. I don't think. I don't think I want that <laughs> one. I don't think. I don't think that's me because I'm. I don't got no bullshit on mm. on the internet. Like you know, that's just not that's not my brand. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find me at John Seventh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm making videos. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have any. My my brain's been mush all week. Um, I'm sure I have stuff on the internet that I made mm-hmm. that'll be there. You, de- you definitely do, and it'll be it'll be it'll be good. <laughs> you Mike. all right, man? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, uh, where you at? Yo. Where you want to pimp? Uh, you can find me in all my bullshit at Michael P. Hyam on Twitter. Um, I'm going to be tweeting about Evangelion. You know what? I might write something. Uh, I have, <laughs> it's funny, I'm, uh, I'm doing a preview for GameSpot, and uh, it's going to be my, technically, be my last piece of work. Um, but I think a couple more things I want to put out. I want to write something about Evangelion. Um, and about the ending of things and the end of uh, my run at GameSpot. Um, I do that. Also, uh, what else I got? Some shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I actually have a sticky note right here with a bunch of stuff on, uh, that I, that I want to do. But we'll see if we, see if we get to that. Uh, oh, fuck. Peep the Bombcast. Or it was just uh, an alternate universe episode of GameSpot, GameSpot After Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, a variant. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, a, var- a variant of that. And uh, yeah, I guess I got one more episode in me. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll deal with that when we come to it. Lucy, yes. where you at? What are you up to? Uh, I'm on Twitter, at least James Games. Uh, we did Bombcast, so Michael, Tam, and I, along with Jan and Jeff, had a really fun time on the Bombcast, uh, which is available for your ears and eyes now. Um, we next week is uh it's gamescom lose your shirt. so we're gonna be doing like the live lose your pants it's gamescom mind. it's gamescom <laughs> so we're doing um pre-post show for stuff like xbox i think we're doing mm-hmm. one for opening night live regardless mm-hmm. we, we, i mean john luke can i quickly i know oh, go, go ahead go, you're but, good like, we do like live live reacts yeah. Yeah. oh yeah which, live um, takes we're very excited about because like I can't I can't believe that, you know, Tam reacting to Elden Ring was, you know, saved mm. just for us. Um, except for mm. screenshots that we took. Uh so, you know, hopefully get some fun moments, some big reveals out of Gamescom. Uh that's next week. And then other than that, I'm doing kind of funny games cast today. And so I'm gonna play a little bit more twelve minutes and I'm not sure who I'm hosting with, but it's gonna You'd be love fun. to see it. Uh yeah, you can find me um and my tweets on twitter.com. <laughs> Careful. Uh, at at Tomorrow Hitch. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just doing normal bullshit around there. Um, yeah, I was on Giant Bomb's 
podcast as well, the Giant Bombcast, with as mentioned by Lucy. Uh, by the time you listen to this, you will have probably missed it because uh, it would have happened the day before. But I was on Kind of Funny Games Daily with Tim, the homie Tim. Uh, Tim, Tam. The Tim Tam Thursdays are back. Um, Tim Tam. And then, um, yeah, one more work. I'm doing a lot of review stuff. I'm figuring review stuff out right now. I'm like mm-hmm. doing a lot of flight control and air traffic control not flight control on review stuff um and then i'm streaming on twitch uh twitch.tv for slash the more h uh every uh wednesdays fridays and sundays so if you want to check out some streams come and watch that's it kiki cam yeah it's got kiki cam yeah i've got when, when i can when she's around i will create uh i will set up a camera specifically for the cat and everyone loves that yeah, she's um, so cute yeah hell yeah uh and we will see you next week Peace. Bye. Bye.